How you doing over there? I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling quite optimistic today. I mean, the world of dog breeding is changing. Today we're going to talk about the, the new bill that seeks to regulate all dog breeders. Mm. Uh, so the bill goes under the name of uh, the Pet Breeder Humane Care Act. Uh, you might have heard of it. And uh, this bill intends to prevent irresponsible breeding in the state of California. Well, this is really good news. I'm afraid to hope because it's a long time coming. So, but this is really exciting. I wonder, I wonder if this is actually going to happen, Louise. Do you think it will? I really hope so. Oh, God, please. It will be nice. I mean, it's being highly debated. So it, it's hard to say what the outcome is going to be right now because there are a lot of people for it, of course, us in the rescue business. But then there are those that are very much against the bill. Um, those are breeding enthusiasts and the, uh, the American Kennel Club that we're going to talk a little bit uh, about later here. And, you know, all these animal groups. So it's, it's hard to say whether it's going to, uh, you know, go into effect or not. Right now it's being discussed. And it's being put forward right now because of the time we're in with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, while Californians are forced to stay at home during this pandemic, the demand for puppies have skyrocketed, right? And so on the positive mm -hmm. side, this demand has helped uh, reduce the shelter population. However, unfortunately, uh, a major negative side effect of this new demand is the frantic increase of pet breeding. Uh, the recent demand has exasperated the profit-driven breeding, which does not prioritize the care of animals. So this new bill is here to make sure that breeding will happen under humane conditions and raise awareness on the responsibilities of how to care for a pet. Well, you know, it's it sounds like there's a lot of people that are going to fight for this because they actually make money off of breeding. And that's the real reason why they're fighting, not because they care about the dogs. It's they care about, I mean, it's, if it's their livelihood, they, they need to find something else to do because that's not a way to, um, it's, a, it's an industry that should, or industry, but I guess you can call it an industry, the breeding industry, um, I think will in the future will go away. Well, it's hard to imagine that it, it, it will ever go away, but I hope you're right, uh, because uh, we are just here in California where we're euthanizing 160,000 healthy dogs every year. So, yeah, we're, n we're not exactly in the need of breeding more dogs. Um, I mean, there's always, you know, the, the discussion of where people want to preserve a different type of breed of dog and... Uh, that's why people think it might be important to keep breeding dogs because right. you don't just want to have, um, I don't know, the accidental mutts or so that you have a love for a certain breed and you want to you know, make sure that they're still around. Exactly. And I can understand that, of course, but I, it seems just so a little ridiculous to worry about dogs disappearing when we are killing hundreds of thousands of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's just some that are just meant to disappear. There's no, you know, there's the, there's, there's all kinds of animals that have disappeared and, you know, for, for environmental reasons and, you know, it is survival of the fittest. 
these there's no need if there's there's not a need for the dog we have an over an abundance of dogs so it's not like there's a need for them um until we control the overabundance of dogs being euthanized then we can start talking about dogs uh, preserving breeds and whatnot but we're we're not there yet we're not even close yeah exactly so that's why we're really excited about this bill and it was last month in february uh, 2021 that the California Assembly member Miguel Santiago of Los Angeles introduced a bill to regulate all people who breed a dog in the state. And the bill says that you need to have a permit to breed dogs. I think that's a great idea, that you're going to have to apply every year to get a permit to breed these dogs. Because this would prohibit a person from, from both breeding their dog and establishing a dog kennel for breeding purposes without a breeder permit. Requirements would include capping litters per animal per 12-month period so that the dog uh, who is being bred can't be bred too often. And additionally, no puppies should be sold until they have reached the age of eight weeks and they had all their shots and, you know, and they uh, also been issued a certificate of health. So this really puts, you know, standards that dogs are going to be healthy and take be well cared for. Uh, another thing about the bill is that all bred dogs will be required to have a microchip that identifies the breeder and that this shall remain on the microchip along with the identity of the new owner upon the sale or transfer of the animal. You know, so when a dog, let's say the dog goes from a breeder and then gets sold to a person and then, uh, you know, maybe that person turns the dog into a shelter or, or, or such and... Uh, when this breeder applies for a new permit next year and they can actually track where the dogs ended up that this person bred and maybe they'll see that they all ended up in shelters or, um, you know, that they haven't been well cared for or the process, you, you know, they can follow the steps of each dog and that could also help them determine like if this person is a suitable breeder or not, if they have been responsible. So I think the microchipping is a wonderful thing. And it has worked well in many other countries, so I'm glad America is uh, hopefully now with this bill also joining the microchip laws. Yes, I agree. And so that is our goal. We do. We just, I mean, our whole point of doing this podcast is spreading awareness so that more bills could come out like this. Um, if we can get the public behind it, we're definitely going to have, um, you know, uh, the support of these laws uh, and I think if people are just more aware that what's going on and especially that these homes where breeding is happening are not safe places for animals that's a huge amount of animal abuse is going in there and you know why would you want to support animal abuse uh, I don't think anybody would um, if they really knew what was going on yeah so this is gonna help you know protect the consumers as well meaning the pet parents so uh, let's say this law goes into effect and uh, you Tiffany the uh, you would obviously get a rescue dog but let's now say that you go out there to buy yourself a dog from a breeder uh, then when you get there uh, you would ask the breeder to show them your permit and, you know, to show that the dog is microchipped. And then you would know that this breeder has been approved by, you know, the local jurisdictions uh, that will give out these permits and that they are up to standards and they are a responsible breeder. And uh, that would also help ensure the health of the dog that you're getting uh, because uh, irresponsible breeders uh, tend to breed just any dog with any dog with no 
a consideration or no knowledge about their medical history uh, or whether or not they're suitable for each other to be mating. And uh, one of the results that we see a lot from irresponsible breeding is that so many dogs suffer from d diseases and a lot of them die too early because they have been bred unhealthy. And um, these conditions from bad breeding also come with an immense uh, financial expense and heartbreak for the unsuspecting families. I just want to mention that, um, you know, you go out to, to get a dog and this dog is so, s turns out to get really sick and it costs a lot of money as well and it's just a lot of heartbreak in the process of uh, caring for, for this animal. So hopefully it will help to reduce these cases and will bring transparency to the industry and will benefit both animals and the, the families that are getting the animals. So this all sounds pretty good, right? Uh, but no, not everyone is excited about the bill. And the American Kennel Club, AKC, thinks this could have a negative impact on responsible breeders in the state. I mean, why do they think that? What are your thoughts on that? So while AKC, of course, agrees that no dog should be kept in conditions where they are not safe and their basic needs are not met, however, they say that this bill will not address those issues and that it provides unnecessary and burdensome requirements on hobby breeders. They think that breeding is an appropriate hobby for people to have. I mean, I don't know how breeding could be a hobby. I mean, we're talking about living animals here, living beings. And nothing you, with an animal should be considered a hobby, right? I think so too. Breeding should not be a hobby. Get yourself another hobby. Come on. And it's like, <laughs> exactly, right? Like, yeah, just, there's lots of other hobbies. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it should not be a hobby because you're playing with lives here and you should respect it. So uh, AKC opposes specifically one of the requirements to, to get the breeding permit. Uh, which is that the breeder would have to disclose evidence that the dam to be bred is between two and seven years of age. AKC opposes this, calling it an arbitrary provision, saying that the appropriate age for breeding can vary widely between breeds and individual dogs. So they're upset because this bill is saying that you can't breed a dog under two years of age or a senior dog. And I think that sounds crazy. Really? Yeah, no, that does sound crazy to me. It's like, I mean, who, who who's the one that comes up? Who comes up with this? I mean, how do they make these decisions? I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this is a, the American Kennel Club, and there are different specifies for different breeds, like they say. Uh, however, do we really need to preserve breeds that need to be bred by, like, a one-year-old dog that's not grown up yet? Or do we really need to breed old dogs? Like, isn't that considered animal abuse? Oh, and should, God. You know, it's, it's like, what breed are we preserving where we need to breed dogs in this state? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I know it, uh, this bill also concerns cats, and we don't know very much about cats because we're dog people, uh, but I have read that uh, uh, it's different uh, breeding cats and dogs, and that it's uh, um, uh, better to breed cats younger than it is to breed dogs younger, so they shouldn't have the same regulations, and this bill is uh, proposing the same. And it's hard for us to, to talk about that because we're not experts on cat breeding. 
Um, so maybe there is a point that there should be different regulations on cats and dogs. However, I'm, sh I'm very strongly opinionated against breeding a dog that is too young or too old. Yeah, I mean, especially when you see those dogs that have been overbred so many times that their their teats are like hanging and they're just, they look miserable, you know? It's just like they've gone through so many litters and that their whole body is just shambles. Yeah, it's just not right. So this bill, you know, would make sure that the, no dog could be overbred and they can't be bred more than once a year and such. So... You know, let's keep it reasonable. They are not baby machines for you to just breed puppies and make money. It's so inhumane and so horrible to see these dogs, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, I, I just, don't, what I don't understand is even though we're not, we don't know a lot of ca about cats, we do know that a lot more, uh, cats are more euthanized than dogs. So they overproduce way more than dogs do. So why would we ever breed cats? I know. It's uh, to preserve certain breeds of cats. You know, there are breed enthusiasts uh, uh, in both cats and dogs. So, I mean, that, that's the answer. But whether we agree with it or not, the American Kennel Club is also complaining about uh, that in addition to the application, a breeder must provide a local business license and federal and state tax number. And that sounds reasonable, yeah. right? Uh, I think so. I mean, you're, you're making money off of something, then you should register yeah. it as a business. Absolutely. And, but the AKC says that this is inappropriate <laughs> for hobbyists uh, raising animals in their private homes, uh, particularly those who breed only an occasional litter. But this doesn't make sense to me. But AKC say that on their website, they say that... Um, Quote, the breeding of dogs by small hobby breeders has traditionally been considered a residential enterprise. Many hobby breeders live in residential areas where business licenses are unavailable or operating a business as defined in this bill would force them out of compliance, unquote. That sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah, of course it is. I don't understand. How can you live in an area where you can't get a business license? I don't, it doesn't make sense to That's me. That's not, yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. No, you can do that everywhere. They just don't want people to have to go through the hassle of doing well, that. Well, if they're profiting, uh, I mean, I'm, this is how, yeah. the, if they're making a living off of this, we all have to pay taxes at our out of our jobs, right? This is how everybody is it contributes. So why are they excluded from that? Yeah, exactly. They should definitely pay their dues, especially since, you know, the animal care and control that takes care of the homeless dogs that are produced by the breeders are paid for with tax money. So, yeah, they should pay taxes on their sales. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, and this is the problem is that they're 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 getting away with so, something that is under the table. They're not be take, being responsible. There's nobody regulating it. There's nobody that goes into the home and makes sure that they're doing things the right way. And so they're literally, there's so many backyard breeders. And like you said, they people adopt these or uh, purchase these dogs and they're, they end up being really sick because they're not regulated. And it's not in an environment that is uh, safe and secure for the consumer. I hate even thinking of a consumer because... Buying dogs. Yeah, but. why are we even worrying about the consumer? <laughs> Let's worry about the dogs. Right? It, uh, the focus is all wrong here. It shouldn't be about the, the breeder's rights. It should be about the dog's rights. And looking at the perspective, like I said before, the state of California alone kills 160,000 dogs each year. And that's 160,000 healthy dogs. Mm. 
and this bill is trying to stop that. And AKC is talking about trying to protect responsible breeders. Uh, you know. know, how about protecting the 160,000 right. healthy dogs that have to die every exactly. year? Exactly. Exactly. And just trying to stop this law. I mean, the American Kennel Club is out there urging people to contact the author of this law and ask him to uh, pull it back and uh, not, not see it through. And so they're actively trying to shut down this bill. And, okay, so you think that there are things that aren't right on this bill, but how about you in just actively try to put out a bill that you think would work better then? You know, show your goodwill to dog kind. Don't just shut it down and have the situation stand still when you know that so many dogs are being euthanized every year. Right. Yeah. I, I just, we, yeah, this is, this is unacceptable. I mean, think about how much, I mean, if, if we want to talk about dollars and cents here, let's just talk about dollars and cents for a while, for a second, even though I don't like to talk about dollars and cents with animals, but you know, these, these shelters that have to euthanize these dogs and, you know, we're, taxpayers are paying for that. They're paying for, for that and they're paying for the vets to do this. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible way to put our resources but the, in, by, because people are so irresponsible. So why not stop it and make, ensure humans are responsible? And we don't have to do something like this. I mean, I just feel sorry for all the vets that have to do this. Every, you know, every day they have to euthanize a, a dog that's looking in them in the eyes and they have to put them to sleep. And, you know, that's a hard job. I can't even imagine. So we here at Fairytales Dog Rescue, we are rooting for this bill and we are cheering you on. Miguel Santiago, California Assembly member of Los Angeles who introduced this bill. Way to go, Miguel Santiago. You are saving so many dogs. And anyway, um, I, I don't just want to point out uh, American Kennel Club as the only one opposer. Uh, I mean, it's, um, it's not just the AKC. It's, like I said before, it's everywhere on the Internet when you start Googling on this uh, uh, law. Uh, for example, this is from National Animal Interest Alliance, uh, saying that, quote, California Assembly member Miguel Santiago of Los Angeles has one of the most harmful and overreaching pieces of anti-dog breeder legislation that we have ever encountered. Mm. If passed, this bill will undermine the ability of even the most scrupulous of breeders to preserve their breeds. The bill mandates an unprecedented level of government involvement and intrusion into private lives and breeding decisions uh, and so on. You know, people are, unquote, there. Um, you know, it goes on and on, and people are very angry about the government getting involved in breeding and putting their nose in there where they don't think it belongs. And, um, you know, it's a lot of reactions out there online. But hopefully we can all work together in a beautiful world one day. Yeah, one day. Mm. You sound sad. I am. I am sad. You know, I mean, some, sometimes yeah. it feels like it's just sometimes it feels overwhelming. You know, because it's it. I know. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, that's the, the beautiful thing, though, that it, it has felt overwhelming for so long. And I got so happy when I heard that they finally put forward a bill like this. Yeah. It, it's really going to change something. And, you know, this is a positive thing that came out of the pandemic. 
Anyway, while we're uh, talking about hard and difficult things, there's another thing. <coughs> there's one thing I think we should talk about. Can we talk about Snow White? Oh, yes, please can we. Yeah. So Snow White is a sweet little dog of ours that uh, was adopted out. And uh, then she was with her new family for a couple of weeks or so, right? Yeah, she was only there for a week. And, you know, she did not give her a chance. And she's, you know, really sweet girl. But obviously she's gone through a lot of changes. She did really well in foster. She was terrified at the shelter. And um, she has shown, so she had bit them. Um, she had to bit them, if, you know, for... Um, Whatever reason, I, th I think she... Yeah, but now you're skipping the story here. You were just talking about the shelter, but no. So uh, when she, Snow White got into the family, uh, after being there in a, uh, for a week, she had a bite with someone in the family. Yes, and, you know, did they, they gave up on her already. Um, and, you know, the worst part about it is they said, oh, um, sh this is why, this is the first, we're never going to get a rescue again. You know, and exactly that's what makes me really upset. I, I can understand that the you know people return dogs. We're definitely not judging people for that. Sometimes it's not a good fit, and we we see it you know in the rescue business, and then that dog goes on and find their perfect person, and everything works out. Um, but yeah, the sad thing here is when uh, a bite happens, and somebody says that they're never going to get a rescue dog again, and they're just going to judge all dogs uh, for this. Um, and of course, it's not true that rescue dogs bite more than any other dogs. That's the. It, it's like you know. It's, let's say you get robbed by someone. Uh, let's say you know an Asian person or a person of color or whatever, and then be like, "Oh, I'm never gonna trust like a person of color again because right. this one robbed me." Exactly. You know, it's the same. Like a, a rescue dog bites you, and now you're not gonna trust rescue dogs. <sighs> Yeah, no, I think it's ridiculous. And and I'm just going to go back to the same story where I know that somebody who got a breeder dog and even as a puppy and when it got older, it had some mental illnesses for whatever reason and would bite people and bit uh, somebody really hard in the face and had to get stitches. So that, that just is not true. Yeah, so I'm working with a lot of uh, fear aggressive dogs uh, in my dog walking business and I can tell you that all my biter dogs almost all of them are from breeders they're not mm. the rescue dogs so I mean then you can pull it the other way and say you know most uh, biting dogs that I know are from breeders but it doesn't say anything about dogs in general like it just means that dogs are animals that they can all bite what do you think a dog is? It's an animal. Mm. And biting is a form of communication, and it has nothing to do with them being a rescue dog or not. Yeah. No, I know. It's just, it really, really bothered me that, um, you know, it, it's like saying, oh, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, especially, Louise, we've adopted a lot of dogs out, and majority, and would, I mean, I don't know what percentage, a very high percentage of them never had any issues. You know, but again, it depends on the people who are adopting and it's, it's, it's getting hard, you know, I'm like, we, the applications like seem like they're really good and, and they say all the right things and, and it turns out, you know, they weren't the right people. So it's, it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to have to deal with, but you know, I'm glad she's coming back. 
Yeah, we'll be happy to welcome Snow White back, and uh, she's gonna come and stay here with me and Journey. Yeah. And yeah, she can wait for her happily ever after, and we'll make sure that she gets it, and that uh, you know, of course, everyone's gonna be safe too, and she'll get some training if that's what she needs. You know, we'll talk about the circumstances of the bite. Of course, we're always very responsible when it comes down to this, because of course we want to keep everybody safe. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we're not taking it lightly on dogs who bite, but it's also important to understand that uh, bites, uh, if a dog bites, it doesn't mean that, oh, that is a dog who, who just like casually walks around and bites people every day. Uh, no, there is a situation, something happened, and uh, the dog was responding to that situation. And like I always say, uh, as many of, of uh, my colleagues in the business, that if a dog bites you, it's usually your fault not yeah, the dog i know and you know one thing she did say that that was a triggered me was she said I, i'm afraid to discipline her and the using the word discipline versus training was a was a red flag that is a red flag because you should never discipline a dog mm -mm. it's all about training and positive reinforcement so you know i i worry about what i mean all this surely they're going to go to a, a, a breeder in the Poor breed that poor dog is gonna be in that home. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, I I have something else that that happened today that made me really upset. I want to talk to you about. I was doing the adoption meeting for Alice today up in Bernal Hill, and while while we were standing there, two teacup bullies come up. You know, like they come into the park. And we talked about teacup bullies in one of our earlier episodes. It's a, it's this new trendy dog. So a teacup bully is exactly what it sounds like. It's a small pit bull. They kind of look like a turtle, and they're super muscular, and they're really low. And, I mean, they're super cute and all that. But number one, they're going to suffer a lot of health issues due to uh, breeding them this way. Number two, uh, you have to use and breed pit bulls in order to get this teacup bully. And pit bulls are the number one dog that is suffering from euthanasia and homelessness and occupying shelters. And we really don't need another reason to breed pit bulls. Uh, so it's just altogether a really bad idea to get these teacup bullies. Uh, but, you know, I saw them walking into the, the park. There were two of them, and, you know, people just got around them in groups and were like, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God, they're so cute, Ooh, la, 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 la. you know, making a big deal and a wuss and a fuss and all that about how cool-looking these dogs are and how, you know. It just made me so upset because they're just uh, standing there and, like, ooing over how cute and adorable these dogs are and not taking into consideration that this beauty t means pain. Like, that they're, they're going to be in pain to, to be so cute. And they're contributing to one of the absolute worst cases we have in dog homelessness. And it's all for a pretty face. Mm. I know, it makes me, makes me very upset, you know, and it just... And I can tell you that one of the dogs was a female, and she had big nipples that were, like, almost dragging in oh. the ground, so they're breeding that dog, too, oh. you know? And, yeah, and you're selling these teacup bullies and making yourself a good buck. And torturing an animal. Oof. How did, oh, yeah, so tell me, how did the Alice appointment go? Oh, it went great. So Alice was our black little yeah. cocker mix, um... She's a huge sweetheart, and she went to a family that has another cocker, too. So she got a brother, and, you know, she's going to a good home. And 
uh, yeah, it seemed it seemed really like a really really good fit. Oh, good. So we were happy to see her go. Yeah. yeah. Ferdinand got adopted today too. Oh, he yeah. did. Wow, are we out of dogs? Now? Well, we well we are, but we have two. Oh, Snow White is coming back Snow tomorrow. Snow White's coming back, and then we have two coming. I'm I'm picking up on Tuesday, so we'll have three. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's always more homeless dogs to go. Like, don't worry about that. I know, <laughs> and well, I wish I could worry about it. I wish that there wasn't enough, but um, yeah, there's more dogs that need our help, but we can't pull because we need more fosters. We don't have. I we're out of fosters yeah. right now, or not? There are our regular fosters are not available at the moment, so we desperately need some new fosters. We love our fosters, and we would love for you to join our foster family uh, because we couldn't do this without you. We are a, a dog rescue that solely relies on our uh, fosters because we don't have a shelter, so it. it it all comes up to you opening up your home to a homeless dog in need while they get out of uh, the kill shelters and can await their happily ever after adoptions. And I also like w just want to say that if you're considering fostering, that is so amazing. And what we need most actually is people who are willing to foster large dogs. Uh, like almost everyone just wants to foster little dogs but it is the large dogs that are suffering the most in the shelters uh, that are dying the most and being homeless the most so if you are a person who feel like you could handle a large dog if you have the space and just the the lifestyle for it please reach out because these dogs really need you mm, yeah they do i sent you a recent updated list there were some cute ones on it if you haven't checked it out yet um, there was a really sweet, oh, I check it and my heart bleeds every time we get that list of I dogs know. that they ask if we can pull and help, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it is usually that we can only help the little dogs and that is great. You know, we, we, we love helping all dogs, uh, but, but it breaks our heart because most of the dogs that they ask us about, uh, when the kill shelters reach out is that, that they ask us to help them with the large dogs and. We don't have the homes uh, available for them yeah. right now. So. Yeah, I know. We don't. But that, that you know, this if, if you want to foster, you know, all you have to do is go to our website at www.fairytalesdogrescue.com and there, fill out a, a foster application and we'll get in contact with you. Let's wrap it up. So what, is that a wrap? All right. Bye. Peace out. Ciao. Dog is a friend who waits for you, plays with you, stays with you. A dog is a friend who won't let you down. People leave, but dogs stick around. All my life, I prayed for someone that perfect love that never comes. All my nights, I'd end up alone. Till a four-legged stranger came and walked me home A dog is a friend who takes your part Eats your food and steals your heart A dog is a friend who'll never lie Just love you till the day they die All my life I pray